Hi everyone, my name is Kelly and welcome to the Girl Recovering Podcast, your ultimate guide for dealing with your mental health in your 20s. We are back with the How to Get Over a Breakup series. I hope you enjoyed the first part and that it resonated with you or helped you in some way. And as I promised, we are back for part two, which is all about healing and moving forward. Not the easiest part, but an essential part of your breakup journey. Actually, your breakup glow up, as we should call it. So, as we talked in the last episode, we talked about what happens right after a breakup and what you should do. Talking about getting your emotions out, surrounding yourself with the right people, giving yourself time, but not too much time, and making sure to go no contact. And as I said, I would talk a little bit more about what you should do to really get your emotions out and really heal from the breakup. I talked about a few things in the last week's episode about, you know, right after the breakup, getting rid of their number, their contact, any memories from the relationship, and that's definitely the first place to start. If you haven't already done that, give yourself time and space to delete pictures and get rid of memories, physical memories that could hurt you or remind you of the relationship. It can be really hard to do this when you're still very much in love with the person, but it is very essential to do at the beginning because it kind of really kickstarts your healing journey. And the sooner you rip off the bandaid, the better you will feel. I know it doesn't feel like that in the moment, but it will, and I promise. So if you haven't already done that, that is probably your first step. But when we talk about healing and moving forward, This is not a step-by-step guide because it's going to look different for everybody, but I'm just going to give some of my tips of what to do that really helped me heal. So, like I said in the past episode, I'm not going to be giving any specific details about my past partner or my past relationship, so I'm going to try to be as vague as possible while giving my specific and relevant details of my breakup journey, but I'm not going to reveal anything that's too personal in order to respect my past partner and previous partners that I might talk about. So I'm going to give a couple things that really helped me to heal. So one of the things was focusing on journaling. I really had a love-hate relationship with journaling after a breakup because a lot of people tell you this is what you should do, obviously, write out your feelings. And I said in the last episode, writing letters to your ex-partner that you'll never send can really help you get your emotions out. And I never really felt like doing that. I never really felt like I had anything to say directly to them. So I focused a lot on journaling and tracking how I'm feeling every day and if there was anything I wanted to say, getting it out in that period. And that worked for me for a bit, I'll be honest, but wasn't really working with me in the long run. And I heard that it does work for a lot of people in the long run. So that could be great. But for me, I had to kind of alter my journaling process. So at first I just kind of wrote whatever came to mind and then it wasn't really working. So what I did instead was writing down the best things that happened during my day. And instead of just journaling aimlessly, I would actually talk about the things that made me really happy that day or the things I really like about myself because I went through some confidence issues after my breakup and really focusing on the good instead of maybe the bad. And I did a combination of the five minute journal, which I've talked about a lot. You can look it up. It's a guided journal and just general journaling about things that made me happy. 
and really choosing to focus on the good, focus on manifestation, positive affirmations. And at first it felt really silly and I didn't like it, but after a while I really started to feel it in, okay, this is gonna sound really cheesy, but like in my soul, <laughs> I started feeling more positive and more happy the more I stuck to it. And because I was journaling and focusing about the good and not really just getting all the bad out of my system, it made me have a clearer mind. And I know I've said before on this podcast, journal and get all the gunk out of your mind, but I actually did something else to get all of those negative emotions out of my mind. And what that was, (laughs) was using those negative emotions and using it as a motivator to put into hobbies. So when I was angry, I would use that emotion into working out. When I was sad, I would use that emotion into doing some yoga and really feeling my body and becoming more in tune with my body. And when I would feel angry or any type of other emotions, I also use that to pour into hobbies that I want to get better at. Um, Honestly, pain can be a really great motivator and has led me to doing a lot of things that in the long run have really paid off for me. Um, actually when I decided to make the jump to create my company at first, I was being bullied at the time and I used that as a motivator and it worked wonders. I was really sad at a previous breakup and I used that to learn piano and now I love playing piano. So you can really use those emotions to pour into your hobbies and there is a healthy way to do this because some people will throw themselves into work to distract themselves, but those emotions are always going to be there. You really want to use your emotions and push them out through hobbies. So things that aren't tied to money or school or anything like that, because that can become complicated, although it could work. So you could try it, but I like pouring my emotions into hobbies, specifically artistic hobbies, because I feel like that makes me personally feel better. It gives me more catharsis. Things like painting or writing or playing piano or making videos, I like to pour my emotions through that because, like I said, it's a type of catharsis for me, but it's going to be different for every single person. You could want to throw yourself into your work and focus on your work goals or your school goals or maybe a sport. That could always work. Working out is something that produces so many positive endorphins so a lot of people tend to work out after they go through breakups and that was something I really tried new this time and I will be honest when I was sad it was harder to work out because it kind of stopped me from getting through the workout but when you push yourself through the workout and you're sad it makes you really accomplished at the end so there is a mix between it sometimes I was just too sad that I couldn't complete my workout and I would do something else that was a little lighter I would go read or I would draw or something like that that really got those emotions out in a healthy way that wasn't self-destructive, should I say. Because you don't want to pour those emotions into unhealthy things like partying or drinking or turning to other types of substances that are not so good for you. You also don't want to become addicted to anything in a negative way. So maybe you're addicted to doing more in your career so you stay up all night to do it that is not really the right emotion you want to put into it. You want to put an emotion to make yourself better, but you also want to focus on balancing healthy habits as well. Make sure you're getting enough sleep and things like that. This is way easier said than done. I will say I had issues with my sleep. I would stay up late with my friends, things like that at the beginning because I simply just could not do it. But I gave myself patience and 
I talked about it with my therapist to make sure I was doing it the right way and not everyone has access to therapy and I fully understand that or you might not have access to a great support system that could help you with that. So be responsible for yourself. It is okay to be that person for yourself and you're allowed to fumble the rules a little bit but just make sure that you're not getting addicted to any bad behaviors. So healthy versus unhealthy ways to pour your emotions into things to deal with emotions that come up in a breakup. Another thing that you can do specifically for yourself is setting new challenges for yourself every week or giving yourself something to look forward to every week. This is really huge because when you do this for yourself, you're always giving yourself something to look forward to. Whether it's an event you want to do or a new challenge for yourself, you're always going to be pushing yourself to do new things and you're going to be pushing yourself to have something to be happy about. And that is really the first step in focusing more on yourself because after a breakup, you're so focused on the other person and you've spent so much time in a relationship and now it's time to spend time on you. And a lot of people ask me, how do you do that? And I would say this is the first baby step into doing that because you're giving yourself something to look forward to every week, you're challenging yourself in some way, and you're giving yourself more healthy dopamine. For me anyways, I know one thing that I always looked forward to was the next time I would see my significant other. Now that wasn't going to happen, so I had to replace that with something else. And hard at first, but slowly it gets really exciting because you allow yourself to focus on things that you actually want to do and you come to realize how many things that you did for the other person that maybe you didn't really like. And now it's your time to do things that just you like and do things solely for you. Whether it's something you look forward to every week and or setting new challenges for yourself, you're constantly driving yourself to work on yourself and focus on yourself and do things that you enjoy. And those little baby steps to happiness will lead into longer term happiness and healing over time. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's just a little thing every week that you can do to help you move along that healing journey and moving forward after your breakup. The final tip that I would have to move forward and to heal is focusing more on the relationships in your life. When you are in a romantic relationship with someone, sometimes it's hard to juggle a romantic relationship with other relationships in your life. Relationships with your family or your friends or your peers, your mentors, people like that. So when you have an absence in your life, it can feel like there's this big hole in your life, but the positive thing about having a hole in your life is there's so much more to fill it with. And my friendships got so, so much better after my relationship and it was something that really meant the world to me. This really changed a lot for me because it changed the kind of the course of my life because I had these amazing friends that I was always hanging out with. And when I was in a relationship, I would stay home and I wouldn't really do much. And then because this horrible thing that happened of such an absence in my life, it actually motivated me to go out more. And I'd be going out constantly, hanging out with friends, a lot, also giving myself alone time for sure, but I enjoyed life so much more because I was pouring into relationships and hobbies that I really enjoyed. 
the breakup actually motivated me to doing a lot more, working on myself and working on my relationships. So it actually turned into a very positive thing for me in the long run, obviously not in the short term, but in the long run it did. And because I was challenging myself and focusing on hobbies and relationships and all of these things, I was able to enjoy life way more than I ever had in the past few years. And I struggled with a couple different mental illnesses over the years, as many of you know, And because I was so intent on focusing on myself and so driven to really heal, I felt like I was living more in the present and getting more out of life. And that, I mean, that's the positive end of the spectrum. You're not going to feel that right away. But I felt that after doing a lot of these habits, I felt that after, I would say probably four weeks, I felt that I was healed and I was moving forward and I was just thoroughly enjoying life and feeling so much more like myself than I had in the past few years. Going back to the relationships point, not only was it making better friendships, but I was finding new mentors. I had time to see friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. I even fostered better friendships. And because I had just gone through a breakup, I was feeling pretty ruthless. And I was just getting rid of all the toxic people in my life, right, left, and center, something that I've really struggled to do with before, and making more room for better friendships. And I even, the people that I met through my podcast, through other things online, was taking more time to just spend with them and seeing them in person and making new plans in my life, and also my family. I always had a decent relationship with my parents, but my relationship with my parents is the best it's ever been. Just really spending time with them and opening up to them and really using them to help me through this all. And all of those little things add up over time. Again, like I said, it's not going to be instant. And it took me quite a few weeks to understand it. And in those few weeks, there were good moments and there were really, really bad moments. There were moments that I couldn't sleep because I would cry all night and there were not pretty moments during this journey. But after doing those little things day by day, they become more constant in your life and you work on those little moments of happiness one day at a time until eventually it turns more into long term. Do I still cry over the breakup? The answer is not as much. I would say... I cry over different things that were a result of the relationship, not great things that I'm not going to mention, maybe in a later episode, but not now. But the actual breakup itself, I don't cry about really ever, and I haven't in a really long time because... I did these small things, I handled my emotions at the beginning, well, didn't handle. I wasn't perfect, <laughs> but I did deal with the emotions that I was feeling, and because of that, I was moving into this new phase of my life that made me feel happy and inspired and empowered, and I was meeting new people, going new places, making new plans, fostering better relationships working on myself and my self-love and my confidence and all that really builds up over time. So if you're starting your healing journey, just know it takes a lot of patience and it's not perfect and try one thing at a time every day and try not to focus too much on the day by day. Well, let me rephrase. Focus on day-to-day happiness. Don't try to look at long-term happiness, but also don't get too in your head by looking at today was horrible because over time it might not be so what I'm really trying to say and I know it's really complicated but do a little for yourself every day 
until it becomes your lifestyle. I mean, that's how habits really work. But you won't even realize that you are healing and moving forward until you've already done it. So don't look too much into it. Just focus on enjoying your life and doing more for you. Because it's actually a really beautiful thing that can come out of a breakup is really growing yourself. And if you're worried about wanting to go back to that person, just remember that person wasn't right for you and the universe is going to bring you the right person at the right time. And that wasn't it for you. So focus on yourself. And one thing that my therapist told me that I will relay is if you really are still in love with your person and you want to be with them, heal for them. Use them as a motivator to heal because eventually you'll realize you're not actually healing for them, you're healing for yourself. And on the flip side, that wasn't what you were feeling after a breakup, but you still kind of want to be in a relationship or maybe you don't, whatever it is, you don't want to be with that person anymore regardless. Use this time to be single and to love your life because for me anyways, I wanted to be in a relationship so bad, but you realize that the next relationship might be the one that you're in forever. And if you're only going to be single once, live your life to the fullest because trust me, at my age, I see friends who are in relationships and some of them are miserable or they get sad over things that I don't. And you really want to cherish the time you are single because there's so much you could do for yourself that you're not going to be able to do later in life. So cherish it, enjoy it. And I really struggled with that concept for a while. Like, how do you cherish this? Why would this be good? But it's the little by little things. And then you realize whoa, I can do all these things by myself that make me happy. This is insane. So baby steps and you will get there. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode and joining me on my journey. I hoped that I could help you in some way. If you have any questions, please feel free to message me on my Instagram at the girl covering. And I always post more tips on my TikTok at the girl covering as well. And with that said, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.